Hey guys, it's Lynn from Yoga Story, and today we're going to talk about how hurt people hurt people. Five ways to stop the cycle of pain. Now, these ways are just tools. They are not um, a substitute for therapy, which I highly recommend. A good qualified therapist is worth their weight in gold, um, nor are they magic uh, beans that will automatically heal all of your relationships. They're just some, uh, five practical ways that you can um, implement these things into your life to help stop a cycle of pain uh, or a cycle of hurt, whether that be in relationships or inside your mind. I think we all go through it at some point in time. Um, we get into these um, relationships or friendships or whatever it is uh, that just continuously get our feelings hurt or feel hurt or about other people's actions towards us. Um, and I'd like to share just a few ways that we can stop that cycle of pain and start living more healing lives. So the first one is when we take ownership over our own healing. So you want to approach the subject of hurt and pain from our own healing and not from blaming other people. Because we can't heal if we place our ability to heal and this is the power of other people. For example, I'll be able to heal or let go of this hurt, this offense, when that person stops doing X, Y, or Z. We aren't here to fix other people. That's one thing that I emphasize in yoga teacher training, that when you're an energy worker, we aren't here to fix someone else. We aren't here to tell someone else what they should or shouldn't do. We are here to hold space for people as they work through their own hurts. So hold space for yourself. Empower yourself to be in charge of your own healing and to stop the oh, I will be better or I will stop hurting when this other person stops saying these things or stops doing these things to me. Number two, break the narrative. Say good things about yourself. I know that's kind of a hard concept to grasp because we're taught a lot, especially as women, to not be prideful, to not say good things about ourselves or we're bragging. But this comes from a place of self-love, not from a place of ego. To say good things about yourself, you know when you are just like killer in some area. We all have our different strengths. So tell yourself, I am strong in this area. I am good at, as opposed to the things that we say that are self-deprecating all the time. Oh, I like to say a lot of times um, to my friends, if I, you know, text them something, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm complaining. I just compl I promise I don't complain all the time. And I actually had one, you know, I don't complain 24-7. And I had one friend to respond, no, you just complain 20 hours out of the day or 25 or something like that, you know, being funny. And it just made me stop. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm saying like 
these things bad about myself and it's reinforcing the belief in other people, whether or not it's true, whether or not I actually do complain 24 hours a day. But it gave that person the power to say something hurtful about me, even though it was in a joking way. So we give, so stop giving people the power to say hurtful things about us because we're saying hurtful things about ourselves. So that it empowers other people to be hurtful towards us when we are hurtful towards ourselves. So break that narrative. Maybe write it down. Maybe you need to take out a journal and just start writing down the things that you are good at or the positive affirmations. And yes, it sounds corny. No, I don't do it. (laughs) I probably do need to do it more often. But then that way it becomes second nature to say good things about ourselves as opposed to hurtful things about ourselves. So number three, create a positive environment. Right? That seems, oh, that's just so simple. And it's not. Sometimes when you're caught up in that cycle of pain, sometimes misery loves company, right? You know, if we are hurting and then we in turn hurt other people and they hurt us, then we want to hurt them. And it becomes just this cycle of misery. So we have to create a positive environment. So listen to positive podcasts or people people, messages, going to church, whatever it is that you subscribe to that's positive and uplifting and nourishing. Read things that inspire you. Maybe things you're curious about that are educational or maybe it's just a fiction book that makes you feel good about reading a story right? Like then you can be all like, hey, I read a book this summer. (laughs) Hang out with positive, inspiring, encouraging, but vulnerable people. I think that there's a real knack to this because you've got the people who put on this perfect face or put on this perfect persona and just have absolutely hashtag no bad days. I really want to form friendships with people who are encouraging and uplifting, inspiring, but can also be vulnerable with me about the days that they do have that's bad, but they're not hashtag every day is a bad day. They're not caught up in their own cycle of hurt and pain. This doesn't mean that we hide from constructive criticism. This doesn't mean that we don't take um, feedback from other people. I had a friend text me one time after I had responded to someone and what I thought was a really funny kind of snarky haha comment and she kind of called me out on it and I was really appreciative of the constructive criticism she didn't do it in a hurtful way she didn't turn around and hurt me but she was really like hey mm, that was kind of you know on the nose there and so i it enabled me to see where i was acting from a place of hurt and hurting other people self care is a really big part of creating a positive environment and i know i've said this in other podcasts about how important self care is and i'm actually going to do a podcast just on self-care so look for that one as well but doing the things that uh and i hate to use the 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 overused phrase the fill our cup you can't pour from an empty cup (laughs) but doing those things that really help us tune out the noise 
the noise of the negative thoughts or the noise of just being noisy. (laughs) You know what I mean, where it's just overstimulating with all the sound and all the people and all the needing things from you, the things that drain you. You have to have ways to care for yourself so that you can be less of a hurt person hurting other people and more of a positive person who's going to be inspiring and uplifting other people. Number four, don't be the abuser, right? So we've talked about how hurt people hurt other people and taking control over our own healing. So that means that you need to not be the one that is participating in this cycle of pain. Evaluate your own words and intentions before you say something. And saying something from a negative or hurtful intention, even if the words themselves aren't hurtful, is continuing that cycle of pain. So evaluate what your intentions are, where your energy is coming from. Because if you do anything from a place of hurtful or negative energy, then the results are not going to be positive ones. The, the results are going to be mediocre at best and failures at worst. So evaluate your own words and intentions. So when I feel down about myself, I am more likely to act out or say something hurtful towards others. So that goes back to that self-care and positive thoughts thing. Don't be the abuser. Be positive about yourself. Now, this is kind of a good one to look at yourself and say, am I the one that's constantly complaining? Am I the one that's being a negative Nancy? If you have a group of really positive friends or relationships, it doesn't have to just be friends. It can be family as well. Am I the one that's constantly butting in and going bop bop? Am I the one that's perpetuating a cycle of pain and other people are trying to stop it? So don't be the abuser. Do you constantly feel drained by others? <laughs> so do you are you hanging out with people that are just constantly sucking the energy from you and then giving you that advantage to be able to be the abuser? Stop it right now. Go back to number three and learn how to create a positive environment. All right, so the last one I think is one of the most important ones. Number five, learn when to forgive when to say I'm sorry, and when to just walk away. So forgiving others really has 100% more to do with our feelings than with other people's regret. So when someone comes to you and says, I'm sorry, would you please forgive me? It feels really good for us, but they are motivated by releasing their own guilt and their own hurt. It's the same thing. When you forgive someone, you are releasing your own pain and your own guilt and your own hurt. Be generous with your forgiveness. It's our ability to let go of that identity of being a hurt person or a victim that helps us move into a place of healing. This doesn't mean that there's no justice served. This doesn't mean that when somebody hurts you in a way that's against the law or that needs to be 
evaluated by the justice system, that doesn't mean that that, that portion is, not, is absent. But it means that revenge or hurting that person in return is no longer part of our life. It's no longer our job to carry that out. And it's no longer our priority. Saying I'm sorry. Also be liberal with saying I'm sorry. Always say you're sorry when you recognize you've hurt someone, whether or not they actually feel hurt. They may have awesome steps in place. They may have a great positive environment. They may say all these wonderful things about themselves and you come along and say something hurtful and it just rolls off their back. That's great. But if you recognize that you've said something hurtful, if your intentions come from a place of hurting someone else, say you're sorry. Because even if they don't feel hurt by your words, even if they've got their things, their, their stuff in and in aligned where they're going to stop that cycle of pain before it even starts, you're still being an abuser and you're still perpetuating your own cycle of pain. And this will also be a great lesson when you say you're sorry in humility, vulnerability, and being authentic. When we act like there's nothing wrong, even when there is something wrong, when we act like we didn't say anything hurtful when we know that we did, then we build up those walls between our actions and our feelings. We allow the things that we do towards other people to be like completely detached from our moral compass. So be humble, be vulnerable with other people and be authentic. Because if they were hurt by your words, if they are hiding behind a mask and allowing their pain to be who they are, that just gives them the opportunity to see that it is safe to be authentic and it is safe to be vulnerable. And the last part of number five is know when to walk away. If you have said you're sorry to someone that you have hurt, if you have forgiven those who have hurt you, sometimes it is just time to walk away. It's time to walk away when others are continuously trying to punish you after you have asked for forgiveness and after you have said you're sorry. Even if they said they've forgiven you, if they continuously try to punish you over past hurts, it's time to walk away. Or when they refuse to let go of their own hurt, when they are continually to be the abuser in the situation, it's time to walk away. When we realize that we are trying to force their forgiveness, if you have said, I'm sorry, and somebody has not moved into the place of being able to forgive you, you need to give that relationship some space. It doesn't mean that you'll never have a relationship with that person again, but perhaps they need to have some space to go through their own tools, to go through their own ways, to take their ownership, to break their own narratives. Maybe they need to get into a positive environment or they're continuing to be the abuser before they can forgive. When it's time to move on for your own personal growth, if you're constantly having to forgive someone, if they're constantly being the abuser, maybe you're in that place where 
the hurtful things that they say roll off your back because you've just got your tools in place to help you stop that cycle of pain, but you recognize that they're continuously being the hurtful one, then it's time to walk away. It's time for you to move into a place of growth because they're not there yet. They might be in the future, but they're not there right now. So it's time to give that relationship some space. It's time to walk away. So just remember that when someone acts out in a hurtful way towards you, that has more to do with them. You can evaluate your own words and intentions, but hurt people hurt people. So again, number one, take ownership over your own healing. Give yourself the power to move from being hurt to being healed. Number two, break the narrative. Start to say good things about yourself. Don't give people the power to say hurtful things about you or to you because you're doing the same thing about yourself. Number three, create a positive environment. Self-care, constructive criticism, but positive, inspiring, encouraging, and vulnerable people. Listen to uplifting podcasts. Read great books. (laughs) Invest in your own spiritual growth. Number four, make sure you're not being the perpetuator, the abuser. Evaluate your words and intentions. Number five, learn when to forgive when to say I'm sorry, and when to walk away. So guys, those are just five ways to help you break the cycle of hurt so that you aren't a hurt person walking around hurting other people. Okay, so this has been Lynn Hancock at Yoga Story. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please check us out on Podbean, Yoga Story NWA, with our other classes and interviews and podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me today.